face my future because of my past. I'm glad you love me through my good and my bad. Jay Moss now. Hi, and welcome to the Rosie Experience. It's 1018 at night. It's a thunderstorm out. I just wanted to thank the Lord for being there for us, even when we're not there for ourselves. I used to be one of those kids in church who looked at the people praising and wondered what they was doing. What do you feel? Why are you doing that? Now I catch myself just praising him in the middle of the day for absolutely no reason but the fact that I can praise him in the middle of the day. I love God so much. Have I read the Bible? Pieces of it. But do I have a connection with the Lord? Unimaginably. Indubitably. There is not one piece of me that does not feel the presence of God at all times. I know God is real. Have I had my doubts? Who hasn't? Earthly matters give me doubts. People who say that they don't believe in God, but call for God to help them every time they're in a sticky situation are the only reason why I've ever doubted anything. But did I ever doubt the presence of the Lord? No. But did I doubt my faith a few times? Because when you worry, that's you doubting God. And I am a worry bug. I worry about everything. And I realize I have to stop doing that. As soon as I started handing my problems over to Jesus, I started to feel a little better. (laughs) It's been about, ooh, since Easter, so been a little over a week since I had a drink or a smoke and I honestly am elated I never thought that it was such a burden on me I never thought that I had an addiction I did my Rosie experience focus group uh, a few weeks ago and one of the questions was did you develop any addictions through your abuse and I said no I don't have any addictions I have things that I enjoy doing but I don't have anything that I'm addicted to that I can't stop doing. And I realized that that was not true. I was codependent on alcohol. I was codependent on marijuana. Because at the end of the day, I never lived through my childhood trauma. I never lived through my abuse. I just escaped it. (laughs) When I would watch fights between my parents and listen to the way that my dad would talk to us children, and when I would get abused or see abuse, I escaped in my head. Oh, I always wanted to be an actress. I went to school for theater. I'm a thespian. I have credits for acting because I've always felt like being able to live someone else's reality was way better than living my own. I've always been obsessed with certain celebrities because I always felt like, man, if only I could know this person in real life, I would have a happier life. I've always been able to escape in my mind. In my mind, I know a lot of people that I've never even met before. Because in my mind, I can see the way that they maneuver. And I can see exactly how that would fit into my life. Because that's exactly how I am. Sounds crazy to say it out loud. But that's how I got through my childhood and my adulthood. Escapism. The more and more I do these podcasts, the more and more I realize that escapism is one of the most deadliest things because you never actually live. 
You could literally be in the middle of a pit of fire, but in your head, you are in paradise, so you don't even get out of the fire. Your body burning, baby. (laughs) Your body is demolished. Your body is ashes. But your brain is in paradise. So you don't even realize that you are in a pit of fire. Do you understand how dangerous it is to be able to escape your reality? People like me are gods. Because our earthly body means nothing to us. Our earthly body is not something that we actually listen to. I've been abstinent for nine months from men. Did I have a slip up? Yes, I did. Not with men. But I have not been penetrated in nine months. That is unheard of for me. I've always been in a relationship since I was 19. So ever since I lost my virginity, I was used to having sex multiple times a day, a week. I have never went longer than a month without sex. And even a month was a stretch. So the fact that it's been nine months, it's crazy discipline. Escapism is honestly something that I can say has saved me, but also hindered me. Saved me, yes, because I have a low pain tolerance when I'm actually there. Like, me and my siblings used to fight. When I would feel their punches connect, I couldn't handle it. I'd start crying. But when I got the first hit and I didn't allow them to hit me, it, it, it never bothered me to fight. Allowing people to hit me really hurts me emotionally and physically because I know that I am courageous. I'm a Leo. I'm a lion. I'm very courageous. I will stand in front of the pack and take all of the punches so that the people behind me don't have to. But if all they're going to do is watch me, then why are they in my pack? I need a whole pack of lions. I need everybody with me to be a lion. We all going to stand front line, babe. I should not be the only person standing front line in situations, and that's just always happened to me. I thought that I escaped, but I really just deflected and switched my surroundings. (laughs) But the crazy thing about not actually dealing with your trauma is that you can go anywhere, babe. But your situation ain't ever gonna change if you never change. I was pushing away the people who were nurturing me, the people who were feeding me life, the people who were speaking love and loyalty and respect and self-healing and enlightenment into me. I was pushing them away to stay around someone who would body shame and make fun of my hair, but also tell me how much they loved me and how pretty I was. Literally the exact same abuse that I just escaped from. Because it was unfamiliar to me to be around people who only have positive things to say. Like, you ain't got nothing negative to say at all. Everything I say to you, you can turn into something positive. What? (laughs) That's me. That's what I do for people. I ain't never been around people who act like me. 
I ain't never been around people who want to see me smile. What? You know, me and my siblings have been through a lot. So, hey, we we shoot the tens with each other. We just, we shuck and jive with each other. Every time we're around each other, we're making a joke at each other. But that's how we get through our day. It's not on no hater stuff. We love each other. We want to see each other grow. But we don't really speak positivity and life into each other. I'm the one who will speak positivity and life. And then my oldest sister, she'll speak positivity and life as well. But we don't do it all the time for the most part. I'll call them and say something crazy like call myself Beyonce and call them uh, Destiny's Child. Like something simple like that, you know. But it's other things. It's more explicit things we say. Like we joke around a lot. But when it comes to like friendships and even other family members, there's a lot of a lot of people who are secretly envious and don't even realize that that's what it is. They feel like they want to see you grow, but in all actuality, they don't. Because I can name a few people, which I'm not going to because it's petty and it's irrelevant. But I have a few people that it's actually kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. But now it's to the point where I'm just like, they don't know any better. Uh, They will share, comment, all that on anyone who starts their own business or who does hair or who is doing something positive. But when it comes to me... They won't. They'll skip straight past it, but I know they're looking. Facebook and TikTok tells you who looks at your stuff. So I'll see that my quote-unquote family, quote-unquote friends look at things, but they never share it. And if you know that my goal is to help the masses, is to enlighten the masses, is to get my story out so that more people who have either been in that situation or who are in that situation don't go through it anymore and can see that there is a way out, then why would you not want to share it? Even if it's not your situation. But half the time, it do be your situation. That's why you don't want to share it. Listen to that again. Half the time, it do be your situation. That's why you don't want to share it. There's a lot of people who have a poker face. I was once that person. I would share statuses about people getting their ass beat. Sorry, excuse my French. About domestic violence. Whole time I'm getting abused and nobody knows it. That was kind of my cry for help without crying. It was my laugh for help. Laugh to keep from crying. So I know that there's a lot of people who don't even realize that they are being, uh, I don't want to say a hater, but they're stifling you. They don't realize it, but you are because if you're one of my only friends on my social media and you don't share my things, but you have friends who are not my friend on social media, then that's you stifling me. Because if you share it, it's a simple share. It takes you a couple seconds. It's free. You could be sharing it and putting it into the hands of somebody that can help. That can help me help more people. But instead of taking that chance you're like ah well what if this doesn't go anywhere I don't want to be looking crazy like I'm sharing her stuff and nobody even messes with it but do you not realize that you got to get told no a million times before you get told yes you think Timberland and Jay-Z and Dr. Dre and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Beyonce like all people who Everybody in the world, not just the United States, knows their name. Do you think those people got told yes the first time? No. 
I'm a huge Beyonce fan. I can tell you, she never won Star Search. Her group lost every time. Beyonce was being trained up since elementary school on how to be a performer. Her dad literally had a boot camp for her and her friends. They did every competition that came in Houston and was losing competition. Did they win some? Yes, but they were losing the, the big ones. Now look at Beyonce, billionaire. Google her. So like, just because people are telling me no right now don't mean that you shouldn't stand beside me. Not standing beside me shows just how dangerous you are because you feel like if you show other people that you rock with me, you're going to look lame. But why do you care how you look? Because if you believe in me, then you know that when I get there, I'm going to bring you with me. So why do you care how you look to people who are simple-minded? Only simple-minded people hate because people with complex minds are never looking on somebody else's plate. If they see you trying to do something positive, they'll share it. I do that all the time. I share people's things, even if it's not something that I rock with. If I see someone trying to get somewhere and they're not just sharing nonsense, I'll share their post. Because somebody else on my page might learn from it or might be able to help monetize them. So why not share it? I create TikToks about people sometimes. People that I don't even personally know, but I've known them in the past. Just to give them a boost of confidence, a boost of self-esteem, and a boost in business. You ain't got to be like me. Nobody else has to be me. The Rosie experience is literally you getting the experience of being Rosie. I want everyone to have a Rosie in their life. But it's so selfish to have me in your life, even if it's just on social media, and not share me with anyone. That's the whole point of me creating the Rosie experience. I want more people to know that it is possible to have someone who actually speaks life into you in your life. It is possible to go through hell and back. I've had my ribs and my jaw broken. I've been married and uh, (laughs) raped by the man I was married to because I left him. He abused me and he raped me. He held me up in the house. It's a long story. I will tell that story later. But there has been a lot of things that have happened to me. I've only had two sexual relationships with a man in my life. One is my ex-husband. One is my ex-boyfriend. I have a child with one and three children with the other. I was mentally and physically abused for 10 whole years. And I'm still here standing. So my story, it can definitely encourage other people can definitely enlighten other people can definitely empower other people the tricky thing that I keep running into is the people that I do decide to share my energy with always want to keep me to themselves so they'll body shame me they'll make fun of my hair they'll make fun of my face they'll make fun of the way that I talk the way that I dress to try and make me not go any further than I am so that I can stay in their life and keep helping them but that's selfish because God has bigger plans for me God wants me to be on a huge platform. I've seen it. I know where he wants me to go. I just don't know exactly how to get there and exactly what it is. But I know that it's much further than being in the hood. I've done all I could for the hood. (laughs) I got four kids by hood dudes. (laughs) Like, I literally gave a piece of me to the hood. Hood is always going to have me. I love the hood. I grew up there. I grew up in the raunchiest parts of Wichita, Kansas. I definitely 
rock with the hood. But at the end of the day, I've never been a hood chick. I've never been a ride or die because I got questions. Where are we riding to? And why is dying the only option? Why can't you just let me talk? Because, hey, I can talk a mannequin off their panties. (laughs) Why can't you just let me talk and get us out of this situation? Why do we have to die during this ride? That's me. And the hood don't like that. The hood don't like people who ask questions because they would much rather just deal with things um, quickly. Something happens, they quickly retaliate. Something happens, they quickly hate you. Something happens, they quickly respond. I'm more of a thinker. Somebody say something to me, I might ponder about that all day. Then give them my response. People don't like that. People would much rather give me a response now. Give me a response now. Yes or no now. No. You don't tell me when I can and can't answer something. You don't tell me how long I have to think about something. That's why I can't deal with people who still have a hood mindset. I live in the hood, but I don't got a hood mindset. I got a, I got an ambitious mindset. I know that where I'm at is just for now. I know that nothing, nothing is um, gonna last forever. I take absolutely nothing for granted. Any moment that I have with anyone in my life, I take that so seriously, so literally. I soak in everything. I look at the curve of your nose, especially with my babies. Oh my gosh. I look at the color of your skin. I look at the curl to your hair. I look at the way that you walk, the way that you talk. I look at the way that your face reacts to certain things that is said to you. I look at your body language when you're doing certain things. So I, when I say I know somebody, I know them to the T. Everybody's predictable to me. There's not one person that I haven't already figured out what type of person they are. And I've literally had a girl tell me that before. You just assume the worst. No, I don't. But God talks to me on a higher level than he talks to other people because my brain is higher level. It's not because I'm better than anybody. My brain has just always been a higher level. I used to be 10 years old giving out relationship advice and people actually took my relationship advice. I've always operated on a higher level. With that being said, God gives me things. He tells me things about people. And I do with it what I will. That's how I've stayed safe for so long. I've been in the room with some pretty dangerous people. But I'm still alive. My children are still alive. I've never been shot. My children never been shot. God loves me. He loves everybody. But God uses me to help protect people. With that being said, anybody around me is protected always. Nobody is going to be in my circle of being danger. What? Danger? What's that? Stranger danger? (laughs) Rosemary don't even got stranger danger. That's the problem. Everybody ain't my friend, but everybody is a possible associate. I don't hate anybody. What I won't do is allow disrespect from anyone. And that's why I always run into situations where crazy people turn crazy on me. Because I'll deal with a lot. I can endure a lot. I'll stay around somebody even though I know they're using me. Because I still love them. 
And I know you're using me just because you don't understand how to use your resources to get what you want. You don't understand how to take care of yourself, so you need me to take care of you. I got motherly vibes. I get it. People use me because I'm a mother at heart, even before I had children. So I don't hate anyone who uses me. Is it messed up? Yes. Do they need to grow up? Yes. But I don't hate them for it. What I do is realize when someone is never going to change. If me being in your life is never going to make you pick up your own pieces and start making your own choices without having to come back to me, then there's no point in me staying in your life. If you're never going to start appreciating me, if you're never going to actually recognize the fact that me being in your life is elevating you, then I'm not staying in your life. And that's the problem I run into with people because they're like, you don't have the right to leave me. But yes, I do. I have the right to do whatever I please. But I'm such a genuine hearted person that anybody that I've ever given my energy to refuses to let me go to the point that they will try to kill me if I try to leave. That's the problem that I'm avoiding right now. That's always the situations I wind up in. I give so much love because love is all that I have to give. But I'm selective on my love. I just keep selecting the wrong damn people. Sorry, excuse my French, but I keep selecting the wrong people. God gave me so much love, but he did not give me the blueprint on who to give it to. I guess the blueprint is the Bible and I ain't read it, so that's my fault, huh? Can't blame God for that. So I'm getting baptized on Sunday. That's in two days. Because I want to start understanding God. I want to start using my powers for good with the right people. God gave me so much. Monetary? Yes. But emotionally as well. God has always given me things. And I mistreat it because I use it on the wrong people. I'm not frivolous at all. If you don't know what frivolous is, it's kind of just like when somebody calls you a hoe. But I'm not a hoe with my feelings, with my money, none of that. With my body. If I love you, I love you. I'll do anything for you. People know that. So they want to be the person that I love. Do they want to love me? No. Do they want to only have me in their life? No. Because they ain't mature. I don't actually want to settle down. But they know that settling down is all that I know how to do. So they'll make me feel like they want to settle down with me so that they can reap all the benefits of me but use my benefits on other people and then that's when I draw the line because now I ain't got no energy left. Everything that I do, I do it for love. I don't need nothing from you. I know how to make water out of wine, baby. My bad. I know how to make wine out of water. (laughs) Sorry. I know how to turn water into wine. I know how to part the sea. There's a lot of things I know how to do just because it's in me. It's not on me. Nobody didn't hand that to me. Nobody didn't teach me that. It's in me. And people realize that, so they use me. I'm tired of being used 
Jesus, Lord God, the only being allowed to use me. Use me, Lord. Use me, God. That's my baby crying. So I'm about to go get it. But what I wanted y'all to get from this is do not be the type of miserable that has to pull other people down with you. Everybody, everybody got a story. Everybody got something they've been through. We all miserable in our own way. Use your misery as your reason to stand up and do better. Stop using that as an excuse to fail and treat people like crap. Y'all have a blessed night. Thank you for listening to the Rosie Experience.